1960, my uncle, President Kennedy, realized that this new media called television, which had never been used in a political campaign before, was a media that was very friendly to him. It won him the election. And then in 2016, Donald Trump recognized a new technology, which was Twitter, that he could communicate in this kind of way that was unique to him. You know, these kind of sound bites, very powerful sound bites. And everybody thought he was crazy. And I think this year, the podcast have the potential to revolutionize American politics because CNN now has a viewership of, I think, something like 350,000 people a night. Tucker, when he was at Fox, had a viewership at the end about 4.5 million. So he was 10 times as big as CNN. And you, at your top, like McCulloch, I think you were getting almost 40 million or something. You are then 10 times bigger than Tucker and 100 times bigger than CNN. All this nonsense, homelessness, and all this other garbage y'all talk about, police violence and all this stuff, don't nobody care about that. Don't nobody real care about that. We care about our reparations. And we have to put white people on notice that we want our reparations. That our foreparents and us, we didn't work for free and underpaid and all this nonsense. And the white folks get away with it. And they talk about the great city they're building. No, we don't want our reparations. That is a loser's mentality. That's someone that has raised the white flag and quit and has given up and wants to beg and wants to uh, live off of someone else's guilt. That's not a man, that's a coward. He should know better, do better, be better, and be embarrassed. Now we face a new Marxism. This is a Marxism that says that there's no such thing as male and female, that there are not two genders, there's 2,000 genders, and it tells our children that the way God made them is wrong. These new Marxists want to give America a new religion. They want to impose on us the religion of woke. It is the religion of transgenderism, critical race theory, and open borders multiculturalism. And they are shoving it down our throats. They're doing it target, trying to force on us and on our children this gender ideology, this transgender ideology. Look what they're doing at Bud Light, you know, a company that tells every red-blooded, blue-collar working man in this country that he needs to be re-educated. And you know, some Republicans I've heard recently, I don't like culture wars. Oh, but don't criticize corporate America. We mustn't do that. We may not have started this culture war, but we're going to win it. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Oh, my God.
Kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. No man, Jersey Judah back Saturday round two. I would say it's Saturday night, but the sun is still setting. Beautiful sunset. Okay, eight twenty-two p.m. for me right now. By the time I upload this, it will probably be close to ten o'clock. But once again, Jersey Judah back. With another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. <laughs> Man, I'm smoking once again. Pothead! Smoking pot, relaxing, laid back day. The sun came out from earlier. I did something earlier today, which I actually uploaded directly after. I've been keeping my word. 
I've been pumping out content this weekend. I mean, three episodes alone yesterday, two episodes alone last night. And I'm back once again, man. I don't think I got another episode in me after this. So I'm going to make sure I play a good amount of content tonight, all right, on this episode. I wanted to go through Hammerhand, the MGTOW monk, one more again, right? And I also wanted to go over Night Talk, a.k.a. Stevie Knight. He black on YouTube. Check him out. Good shit. Great content. Um, Hammerhand's video that we went over, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yesterday, if not two days ago, but I'm assuming yesterday morning, I went through part one of Hammerhand going through a forum called Female Dating Strategies, which is now a website. And we're going to be continuing off with that. And we also got how many genders are there? And a black woman, she black, lesbian. She's probably a lesbian. I'm just assuming. Forgive me. Um, she claims that there are five different genders. Once again, she claims that there are five, not two, not three, not four, five different genders. Shut up, bitch. Absolute clown world. Absolutely despicable. Basura. Garbage. Basura. All right. This is this is pure fuckery. Pure clown world, bizarro world, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But I don't want to waste time, right? I don't want to don't want to do too much uh, you know, jabber jawling. Jibber jabber, jabber jawling. What the But y'all know, we just going to get shit started, jump right in to the episode with Hammerhand once again. Hammerhand on YouTube. Look him up. Subscribe to his channel. Check his shit out. He's definitely not everybody's cup of tea. He goes by the MGTOW philosophy. I did not mean to even rhyme that. Just came together so well. Bars. I'm black. But still, one of the top. I, I put him in Undead Chronic. And the S tier. Um, the S tier. When it comes to the Manosphere slash Red Pill chart, which reminds me, I should probably do another edition of that soon. The last time I did something, I think, was maybe two or three months ago. So maybe I'll go back, create another uh, invisible tier list when it comes to my favorite content creators, when it comes to these type of conversations. Now, y'all know I'm diving in a little bit more into the politics but at the same time I'm still going to be bringing up the raw the real the red pill from a black conservative perspective and this episode is in fact one of those episodes we're talking about the raw the real and the red pill 
But then again, when things go into gender, I mean, we're pretty much jumping into politics as well. So bear with me. But without further ado, excuse me, what the throat's dry, man. Pause. Needs some of that. Needed some of that green tea, man. Shit. But without further ado, we're going to jump right in. With Hammerhand, this video is called Radfem Trash on FDS, Female Dating Strategies. Let's get it. Gentlemen, good people. You know, we all face questions in the world, right? Cosmic questions. What's the meaning of life? What's my purpose? Why am I here? What was I meant to do? Will I ever find that true partner? Well, over at Female Dating Strategies, the one true question that this person asks is, how should I talk to men that say hello? Wow. Hammerhand, check them out, YouTube. Goodness gracious, you know, I have to put my hands together and and not fake pray, but real pray, real pray, real prayer. Thank you, God, for allowing people to know how to use the Internet and post that bag of L's all day long. Thank you. Amen. Oh, I mean it, too. Let's get over here to FDS, Female Dating Strategies. And answer one of the most important questions ever posed. What is the correct response reaction to a guy trying to, quote unquote, talk to you in public? So she clearly thinks that they're not just trying to talk, right? (laughs) Obviously, it will be dependent on the type of situation I am in and threat assessment. I think if you have to have threat assessment, In you, when you're speaking to somebody, you're in the wrong part of town or you're talking to the wrong people. Yeah, that's right. See, criminals don't give a shit about what you think about men or what all other men should do to try to protect you. You're equal now. Protect yourself. For example, if I am completely alone and a guy calls out to me, my first only instinct is to completely ignore it and get away A-S-A-P, by speed walking or even sprinting (laughs) if necessary. Jesus Christ. However, most of the time when this occurs, so this occurs, this happens, you know, are you kind of cute? Are you you decent looking? Or do you hang out in slutty, downtrodden parts of town? Uh, I'm curious now. I am walking down the street and a guy will come up to me and say something to the effect of, excuse me, can I talk to you? Or, hi, I wanted to let you know that I think you're really cute. And one time when I had gotten off the bus and was walking into the metro, uh, so this is probably an English tart, probably, if they called it a metro or Canadian maybe, a guy who had been sitting in front of me on the bus came up to me and showed me his phone, which had the notes app open. And there was a note that said, hi, you're the most beautiful woman I have ever seen. There was more to it. but I 
I hope you guys are paying attention, especially a lot of you nice guys, <coughs> a lot of you squares. Hope y'all paying attention to that. See that whole being nice and telling a woman how beautiful she is. These women have such an ego that they can't take a compliment. In fact, they'll insult a man by telling the man that she's received those compliments before. That's not the first time someone told me that I was beautiful. You know, cunt behavior. When bitches start acting like cunts, you really got to just sit back and go, oh, okay, this is the type of bitch and move forward. But all these other guys, they coming up with the notepad app. Like, how weird is that? You go up to a woman and show her your phone. You have your notepad app on. Like, I have a notepad app. When I when I'm when I plan on doing the critical political theory, <clears throat> and I think I'm gonna do a book connected to that critical political theory, right? I, I jot down some ideas, some topics, maybe even in the future, uh, specific chapters or something that a particular part of the book is gonna be based on. I will jot things down on my phone, save it, and then anytime I feel like writing or anytime I come up with an idea or just something that I can mention on the podcast, I'll jot it down. But a guy decided, hey, I'm going to jot down how beautiful a woman is and show it to her. I mean, too many romantic comedies. I don't know what the fuck it is. Too much Molly, too much e-pills. These guys got holes in their skulls. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with these guys. Walked away immediately once I realized what it was. Let's get back to the big head. It sounds to me like you have psychological issues, honey. Yikes. Four years of college, eh? Lots of indoctrination, lots of brainwashing, lots of feminist basket weaving. Yikes. I'll bet. I'll Yikes. bet. If you're this afraid of men and this afraid of the public, uh, go find you a desert island somewhere where there's just coconuts and maybe one coyote. <laughs> I don't know. If you're this skittish around people, around men, I'm not going to say people, because if she were here, she's like, I don't feel that way around women. I don't. I, I happen to know for a fact that amongst domesticated partners, partners, of course, lesbians, lesbians, the shit out of each other, lesbians, and have more domestic, lesbians. I know a couple of stories about lesbians. Um, one story that's entertaining is there's this one couple, a lesbian couple, but they were cool. And, um, well, there's two lesbian couples. The one lesbian couple I'm referring to is a little bit out of high school. When I got out of high school, I was still connecting with people because I went to a vocational school. So I would still connect with people from different, you know, cities and different towns within the state and kind of catch up with them, you know, odd days out of the week, because that's how random I was. I'll hit up somebody from high school back in those days, like Thursday morning. Like, yo, you trying to hang out? And then a the motherfucker would tell me they're at work. I'm like, what the? Because I wasn't working when I was 18. I was bullshitting until I turned about 19, 20. I ain't going to lie. Back in those days. Wow. But anyway, this lesbian couple... And um, they were they were two white chicks. Um, one chick was a redhead. The other chick was blonde. And they had amazing 
um, they had they had a amazing shape, both of them, almost a perfect shape. Slim thick before slim thick existed. Now keep in mind, this is a couple years out of high school, so we're talking like two thousand eight. But these bitches would always fight. It wasn't just an argument with these women because they're women. So they're quick to throw hands because one is trying to be the masculine and the other one's trying to be feminine. One's trying to dominate and the other one's going to play victim. And I noticed it the first time with this couple. I believe it was like an August. It was the it was an August for sure, because I remember my birthday coming up in a month. And, you know, they were going to not throw me a party, but they were just going to hang out, smoke me out and shit because I would hang out with them. I, I I can't tell you why I hung out with them back in that. It was just probably just the mindset of wanting to see them to fuck. Right. Wanting to see these two bitches fuck and just maybe one day because at the time I'm like, what? 18, 19 years old. So I don't, you know, what the? But that never happened. I never saw that. But what I did see was a lot of fighting. And then it made me realize that, wait, do lesbians fight a lot? Is that like, because think about it. There is technically no victim when it comes to domestic violence. It could be looked at as a fair fight. It couldn't be seen as one woman just dominating the other as if that woman is a man. If it's a man, it's a different story, different consequences, you know, jail time, the whole nine. Now, I know this from two couples. The second couple, I'm not even going to talk about. The second couple, I won't even discuss. But these couples were known to scrap a lot They were known to argue obnoxiously in public. And because I guess they're women, they could just fight and throw shit at each other. And who knows how it stops or when it stops. Against one another than any other form of partnership. So I don't want to hear about all of this crap. It's just crap. Wouldn't surprise me if this was somebody just making this up. Just making it up. My main reason for posing this bag of L's, excuse me, I mean, this question is because the other day I had left work. You mean you left work? What do you mean you had left work? I work downtown, so it is always quite busy, people around. And I was waiting for the streetcar, so it's maybe L.A. or Vancouver. I don't know. London to take me home. As I was standing there minding my own business, this obese scrote. Hmm. Okay, well, we just hit on. Well, <clears throat> that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. So, a scrote, by the way, for people who don't know, you may be alarmed by that. It sounds familiar, right? It makes your ears perk up a bit. What's a scrote, you may ask? Well, a scrote is a derogatory term that feminazis, which is a derogatory term for feminists, use to describe men, scrotes, but mostly men that they're not attracted to. In this case, she said an out of shape fat guy. Is she fat shaming, by the way? How how dare you fat shame the men 
but we can't talk about these fucking land wells out here sucking dick for attention and validation. Dirty low down slut. Can't talk about those people though. But they can sure as hell talk about the scrotes. That's a derogatory term, by the way, for men. As you know, scrotum, ball sack. Um I will bring back whole. This is a term that I've that I've learned from Caucasians, white folks. Um specifically Opie and Anthony. Opie and Anthony referred to a woman being a whole, meaning she is just a whole. She is just sex. She advertises herself as a sex object and gets upset when men treat her like a sex object. A whole would be a equal phrase, right, to the scrote. Let's continue. It is. She's not talking about guys. If she was attracted to them, no problem. No problem whatsoever. She's talking about men that she's not attracted to that find Bingo. her attractive. She wants to know how to get away from them as fast as possible without perhaps instigating her murder is what she's saying. Of course, all you have. And also, by the way, not to continuously pause this, but to protect this content. And I will say fair use. I do give respect where respect is due for guys like Hammerham. But it should also be noted that female dating strategies, right? Female dating strategies promote blatant misandry. Blatant misandry. Just the outright hatred for men. Female dating strategies. And the way that the red pill is allegedly misogynist. The way that MGTOW is allegedly a woman haters club it could be the same uh, comparison to the reality that is female dating strategies. They don't they don't even like whatever term that they would use for guys need to respect us or respect women. They have zero respect and consideration for men unless those men are attractive and those men are interested in them. If they're not attractive enough, so be it. Mission failed. Time's up. Game over. But they can't accept it. So what they do is they just attack men. Or if a woman deals with a Chad, a 10 to 20 percent guy, and she doesn't and she doesn't have what it takes to keep that man around long term or to keep that man convinced to be with her long term, he'll leave and find somebody else. That woman will not sit back and evaluate the situation. She'll just take it out on men as if every single guy has the option that the 10 to 20 percent man has or even the six-figure high-value man. These women only get a glimpse of that. 
if that. They'll only get a glimpse of that if that. Depending on where she's at, how she is physically. And then character is something that's almost missing from women. A genuine character. Um, personality traits that would be suitable for a long-term relationship. Women that go out there, and no disrespect, but for y'all bitches to be going out there clubbing, getting drunk every fucking weekend and claiming that there's no good men around, you're only wasting your opportunity the more you put yourself out there like a prostitute. Because that's all niggas is looking at you as. And I say niggas universally. Timothy, Toddler, Chandler, Chad, Tyrone, um, Daquan, all these, all these niggas, universal niggas, they all see you as prostitutes, hookers. They expect you to have an OnlyFans based on your behavior, based on your activities. The men, more and more men are staying to themselves in terms of interacting and dealing with y'all because all of y'all tend to have the same personality traits. And <clears throat> I would be bold enough to state that some of you women display narcissistic traits. Everything's about you. It's a level of self-centeredness that exceeds beyond uh anybody's tragedy anything that somebody's going through and this can include family members and friends the people only care about themselves if they're going through something they'll actually the people that go through shit and who don't give a fuck about what other people are going through when they go through problems they reach out to people as if people never reached out to them but they just never responded but in return, if the next person doesn't respond, then they have the issue. There's something wrong with them. They have a problem. But none of these people, and I'm talking about women, have self-awareness to even evaluate themselves and realize that they're doing something that they shouldn't do. They're acting the way that they shouldn't be acting. And they don't realize it until they deal with the consequences later on. You would say, um, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. You know, I'm just here working or I'm just traveling home. I'm not really thinking about relationships or anything. And if they persist, find yourself a cop because they're more than willing to kill the men that you turn on. More than willing. They'll do it for you any time of the day. Any time of day, baby. I'm sorry, miss, ma'am. Not baby. Not baby. I wouldn't call you that. <laughs> she, so she says she works downtown. As I was standing there minding my own business, this obese scrot. Just call him uh, a fat guy uh -oh. that you don't like. You're not attracted to fat guys. Fat shaming. You know what? What you, what you got to go in on the guy for, man? You don't fat know shaming, him. right? Came up to me and said, "Hi, I just wanted to tell you that I think you're really cute." And I uh, and when she, you know, she interrupted, she yelled, Beta. "You go away." Beta. And walked Beat a bit it. farther away <laughs> until the streetcar came. So, Beta. What do, beta. Beta. Beat it. <laughs> An obese scrote, ladies and gentlemen. The obese scrote.
How about that? You know, one of the things that keeps me conversating about these subjects is the blatant misandry that is displayed by the modern day female. The female failure never fails to belittle, emasculate, bash, criticize men. And they do it in such a radical and ratchet fashion that when people like myself called them a bunch of cum guzzling harlots and whores, I don't feel sorry about saying that. I'm doing the Lord's work. I'm only pointing out the wickedness. These whores are destructive, not only to men that they deal with, but to themselves. EVE is the destruction of women and not just Eve from Adam and Eve. Entitlement, her entitlement, her vanity, if she has any, and her expectations. All of these things come against a woman, but all of these things originally, traditionally benefited the woman. With this new age shit, none of it matters. So with this new age way of doing it, she has partners. She doesn't have one committed relationship. She just sleeps with a bunch of guys. And people look at that and go, oh, wait, sure, that's acceptable. They don't sit back and go, wait a minute, that's unacceptable. Some of the guys will just excuse it. Some of the guys will tell you, oh, a woman's past doesn't matter. Okay, start a family with her. Get into a year and a half to three year relationship with the woman then. Marry her after if she gets if you guys get through that year and a half to three years, marry the woman after. Then have children with the woman and then talk to me. A lot of these guys are low tier, low testosterone having jabronis curtain jerkers, jobbers, water boys, concession stand workers. They're not main, they're not main event in the, the event. They're in the concession stand giving customers popcorn, a jabroni, right? All these guys, they'll sit around and tell you that, yeah, you should validate a woman no matter what. Mm-hmm. You allow those soy boys with a large bank account to get you to believe that by you being kind and considerate to a bitch, that'll get you somewhere. And I'm not telling you to be ruthless and mean to women, but just don't don't sugarcoat shit with bitches. That's the number one thing that I can tell the youth, right? Because I love the children, right? The young niggas out there. Do not put these women on a pedestal whatsoever. Do not compliment these women whatsoever unless you have already been communicating and things like that. And even if you do that, you got to be careful. Do not put these women, do not put the pussy on the pedestal. Be about your moral ethics, values, and principles. 
Stay on your square. Stay on your pivot. Stay on your grind. Right? Stay based. Stay away from the wokeness. Stay away from the woke activity. Stay based. Right? Stay above the law because the law ain't shit. You know what I mean? And live a peaceful um a peaceful life of prosperity fortune of longevity and things of that nature you can't tell these guys that these guys lose their minds they see a little bit of pussy and they go nuts i get distracted by a nice ass every nice uh, every once in a while i'm a man right but i've gotten so used to compartmentalizing these women that it's not even funny I don't objectify women, so I don't want women to think that I objectify them. But if a woman's going around showing her ass, then I look at her as a piece of ass because that's the main quality that she presents. And most of these women that reveal everything, they have no personality traits whatsoever. They can barely keep a conversation. So their body, which to most would just be an accessory, that's her whole ticket. And it's a ticket that everybody's had a piece of. Everybody's ripped a piece of that ticket. Ain't nothing left by the time you get her. The nice guys that get her, they'll treat her like a princess and treat her like a queen. And these women never gotten that treatment because the men that dealt with her already knew what the fuck it was. She realizes that the man is completely clueless about who she is. And she actually loses respect for him in the process. What the... She'll lose respect for him. This guy's taking her places, taking her to dinner every time they meet up, buying her whatever she wants. And she's going she's going to use the man. And it's not even to a point to where she's actually using the man. The man is voluntarily allowing himself to be used. And just because a woman takes the gift and, oh, okay, you know, something's going to happen. And these guys are, like I said, jabronis. I wouldn't tell you guys to go monk. I wouldn't tell you guys to go MGTOW because I'm technically not MGTOW or monk. But I do follow certain philosophies. And I've pretty much technically been a monk for about seven to eight years. So... While I won't tell you to go your own way, that may be an option for you in the future. The younger generation is different because y'all are pretty much force fed nonsense from um, social media and through your technology. When I was coming up, we had technology to an extent. I had like a razor phone in high school just to let you guys know how old I am. I had a Razer flip phone and that phone was the shit. And the girlfriend that I was with at the time, she had because women are just corny like that. Right. So I bought I bought the Razer flip phone, but it was all black. Shit was tough. It was the flip phone, though. That's how old I am. And um, this bitch I was dealing with, she ended up buying a, a pink an all pink one like two days later. And she was like, look what I got. And I just remember getting mad at her because I just looked at her 
Like, to me, it was just immature. Like, how can women be so immature and get away with this shit? Why is it why is it supposed to be cute and hilarious when a woman's being fucking irritating? It's not cute and hilarious. It's fucking irritating. Why do guys and like think about it? This is why I've said it. Most guys have said said this in the same fashion. Comedians have said it and meant it. I know they meant it. And people within this space mean it when they say it. Most women don't. It's not that it's not even to the point of not being funny. They don't have that purposeful ability to be funny, meaning I know women who are funny, but they're funny and like a dog chasing its tail type funny. It's almost like an adorable funny and they're not trying to be funny. They're just silly or they have that personality where they say and do dumb shit every now and then. And it's humorous, right? Women aren't, they're not funny in terms of being organized and being funny. Like, there's comedians, like, I think Roseanne is funny. I think um, there's a couple of women that I generally think that are funny. Roseanne is one of them. I can't really think of any other ones. I mean, like, Roseanne is funny, right? Women who are attractive don't have to be funny. Just like... Just like to an extent, a man doesn't necessarily have to be super funny if he's attractive. The looks sort of speak for itself. It's the first thing people notice. So that's their way in. Women don't have that ability. Like they're they're like to make somebody laugh, for example, right? It's like a guy, whether it's sort of like locker locker room talk, sort of a joke, or even like to the extreme, like a racist joke that's funny, you know what I mean? That guys for the most part are gonna laugh at it. Even though a part of them's like, damn, that's fucked up, but that's funny. Women aren't really like that. It's their humor is like I can't even explain it. It's just some most women are just not funny, dude. They're just not. Um the women that talk about men the way that they do in this case. It's funny, but it's not, obviously it's not purposely funny. Like some of these bitches are dead serious about this. They hate men. They have websites and forums. They can talk crazy shit about men and the FBI and all these agencies. They don't spy on them. Excuse me. And they actually go out there and talk about kill all men and men are trash and things of that nature. They're not being spied on by the feds, um, the guys that are talking about women not procreating, um, not cohabitating, not being in long-term relationships with these type of women, oh, those guys are under the radar for sure. Those guys are definitely under the radar. He's, his O's are out there telling you how his they O's. don't get approached. They his can't O's. find no good man. It's because their eyes betray them. Salutes. <laughs> it's that simple. Salutes. This is the same kind of woman, probably the exact kind of woman, that will turn around and out of the other side of her mouth say, she's beautiful at 300 pounds. Slag. You're healthy at any size. What? She's bald? Somebody snatched a weave off of her head? It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. She's got a dick, too. Yikes. Oh, man. She's even more beautiful. Yikes. Bigot. Yikes. <laughs> 
Let's get back to this. Starting to short circuit. <laughs> I am not going to even ask y'all what the fuck these quote unquote men think it's think it's thinks think it's you typed to this. You didn't you proofread this? Think is it is appropriate to approach a woman Dumb in this manner, let alone late at night. Let alone when she is clearly trying to get the fuck home. The reason why is because they are selfish scrotes. Okay, I don't think. Shut up, bitch. That. Gentlemen, you. Selfish scrotes. I love it, man. I'm sorry. That's funny to me. See, I can laugh at a joke every now and then. And that's a pretty. I wouldn't say it's creative. It's thoughtful, yet it's not creative. Because you're pretty much calling men ball sacks. So if I were to call women that I don't like to be holes, which which is just cum guzzlers, right? Cum dumpster, a human sperm bank. I'm sure that wouldn't go well with a lot of the ladies. The ladies, right? Wouldn't go wouldn't go well with y'all, right? But these bitches, these broads, right? These fucking broads. These bimbo broads, right? That's a good one. These bimbo broads, what they do is they sit around, call men scrotes. Like, it's great, though. I think it's funny. If a woman were to call me a scroat, I'd laugh uncontrollably for at least a minute, and then I would proceed to call her a cunt. That's That's probably how it would go. And even when I call her a cunt, I'm not doing it out of like anger. I'm just giving back the energy that she gave to me. I don't give a fuck about these fucking loser female failure bitches. Picture, right? You get the picture. You know exactly what she's saying. If she doesn't find you attractive, it doesn't matter what you find attractive. If she's telling you with body signals, come on over here, baby. <laughs> okay, then that, that's your end. But if she's not, if she's not making eye contact with you, if she's ignoring you, if she's not saying nothing to you, don't approach him. Don't approach him. Err on the side of caution. How many how many girls, women, have you seen making TikToks or posting their L's like this dumbass right here? How many of them have you? If you're in this like I'm in this, I see thousands of them a week. A week. It's a subgenre. I don't know what the subgenre would be called. But I can tell you for a fact, it's a subgenre, damn near a genre in itself when it comes to TikTok and YouTube shorts. It's women failing, women consecutively failing, religiously, repeatedly failing, and her trying to play the victim. Her trying to throw dirt on the ex-boyfriends or the guys that she hooked up with. And which women that go on these um, apps and talk about how this guy used her and then this guy used her and then this guy used her. The only thing that she is telling y'all is that she's been around. And she's in the situation she's in because she chose to be in those circumstances. There's nothing else magical there's nothing scientific. There's nothing fucking meaningful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's just nothing meaningful that comes out of their mouths whatsoever. Right. 
all you men out there, especially the youngsters, you out here looking for the queen to your kingdom. First of all, look in the fucking mirror. Nobody's a fucking king. Christ is king. Jesus is king. Right? Uh, Humans, kings, no. Women, queens, no. Human beings, male slash female, the end. But we're going to get into a video in a little bit about apparently there's five different genders. So let's just go through this real quick. Thousands, thousands, thousands. And they tell you in no uncertain terms, don't approach me unless you're a 666 devil chad. Devil chad. Thank you, Arndon Prime. Thank you. Now, if you're a devil chad, you can approach. Oh, shit. Right? You got the money, you got the car, you got the looks. They would never turn you down, even if you were a piece of dog shit. If you fucking splooged herpes on them, they wouldn't care. They got it. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how it works. Yeah. Growing up. And the reason why a lot of people maybe like women who come across this and say, oh, he's extreme. You haven't seen and dealt with the women that I've dealt with. And you don't understand how low key predatory these females can be. These females today are predatory. When you have women hooking up with athletes and ball players and they're looking for the condoms in the trash can to literally stick the semen inside of them in order to get pregnant, this is predatory behavior. There's nothing else to say about it besides it being predatory behavior. Yes, a good portion of women, modern women, are predators. Yes, I said it. Now, of course, they have the victimhood edge. They can play victim at the end of the day, right? But they're still predators. They have a predatory behavior pattern where they can go from enticing men, getting men to be interested in them, right? And, you know, she these are like bitches back in the day that would cock tease guys, right? It's nothing worse than a good old cock tease. You know, the cock tease, um, an activity where a woman gets you to believe that, you know, you can be with her and, and fuck her. And then she kind of just, you know, moves on. Blue balls. The result, guaranteed blue balls. It's a it's a L for a lot of the younger kids, the youngsters out there who was fortunate enough. Like you're not you're not thirsting for bitches like in, in, in a sense of you may you may desire in which desire is bad as well. But you may desire. A worthy woman, a wife, you may look beyond and. and, and and these guys, I don't consider these guys to be bad. I just think they're wrong and they're sort of out of the time zone of what's going on today, right? Like those traditional guys who may not have much of an idea of what's really going on with these dating apps. 
they're actually looking for um, committed relationships. They're looking for women worthy of a wife, worthy of a mother. Um, There's still men who are sincere to that extent. Now, this doesn't make them soft, but these guys are not going to be the ones out there going to the club, hooking up with random women. And if you would have asked them why, because they don't they wouldn't be comfortable with it. That's not their way of going about things. And that doesn't make them less alpha or more beta. It's actually the guys who seek attention and validation from women on the regular. That's the true beta male quality. That's that's the beta male. That's like the beta male trait. You're constantly seeking validation and attention from women. And the only thing you get at the end of the day is blue balls and missed calls. Call them bitch. Bitch ain't picking up a failure. Beta! A failure. The men who seek validation are the men who equate success with the amount of women he sleeps with is probably the lowest of the low when it comes to like the tier level of betas, right? Like they're like, even pickup artists, if you think about it, their whole, their whole shtick is we pick up bitches, right? Like that's, that's their whole, like that's, that's all it is. Like we go up to bitches, we conversate with bitches, we dance with bitches, we ask bitches out on dates, we try to fuck these bitches. We rack up how many bitches we fuck. That's what PUAs do. We rack up how many bitches we fuck. That's your notch count. Don't forget your notch count, right? Never forget your notch count. And put bitches on a pedestal. Even thoughts, like these these guys, <laughs> like <laughs> these peasants, like these PUA peasants, they put thoughts on a pedestal and they embarrass themselves in the process. There's PUAs that buy hookers, but then tell their students, the people that they're taking out, the people that they're sergeant bitches with, right? And they're like scoping women and shit. And he's like playing this persona, you know, like, you know how mystery had the tall fucking um, Abraham Lincoln hat, you know, shit like that. Like, oh yeah, you're peacocking, man. You got to look, you got to, you know, um, you know, the term peacocking, by the way, that's PUA shit. Cause look, man, there's just so there's an endless wave of PUA cringe. Like, and it's it's so cancerous to men that if women were to come along and call it toxic masculinity or something like that, I wouldn't even disagree with them. Now I wouldn't agree with them either, because these women that use the terminology, you know, they're harlots themselves. But I wouldn't necessarily disagree with them. But they all put pussy on a pedestal. They teach men who are already desperate for pussy, who are already desperate for female validation. If you're seeking female validation and you're you have a desperation for such and you are willing to do anything to get to that point. That's like the danger zone for men, right? The danger zone for women is like women, you know, 29, late 20s. She's getting closer to 30. 
She's probably thinking about having a kid, but she needs a man for that. And then she realizes that she spent five to 10 years of her life from 19 to 29, not even thinking about men, just going out there, partying, sleeping with men if they're available. And what do you have? Um, A female failure at the end of the day, the danger zone. The men's danger zone is when a simp or a future cuckold, he gets possessed and contaminated by the pussy, right? And when when he's contaminated by the pussy, meaning he's a square, he's a bum, he may have jumped in the pussy maybe once or twice in his life. You know what I'm saying? And he never he never fully um he never fully processed the role that a man has in a relationship. So these guys are easily walked on or walked over, walked on, dragged along, um, bossed around, told what to do. These are the guys who will be in the relationships long-term. He cooks, he cleans. The woman sits around and expects the man to do even more. Um, I knew guys that were married and they would just do everything around the house in terms of, you know, home improvement. Things need to be fixed. Do this, do that. And they would tell me that the women don't even want to go outside to garden. You know, they may have some property and they may have a backyard. They're trying to have a garden. Bitch don't even want to plant any seeds. Despicable. Meanwhile, the man's cutting the grass, doing everything around the house. And I realize a lot of these niggas are miserable and they're married. Married and miserable. Married and miserable. Despicable. The next one will be better. That's how they think about it. And that's how you should think about it going forward. They're not interested in you, gentlemen. They're not. Your looks are a byproduct of your success, according to them. Right? According to them. That's just icing on the cake. Right? If you've got property, if you've got money, if you have resources, if you have cars, if you've got a nice house, guess what they're going to do for you? Open sesame! That's what they're going to do for you. I personally am not interested in this. Uh, I can't stand what's going on out here. So I just, I leave it alone. I don't mess with it. False charges don't apply to me. They don't appeal to me. Uh, Getting hit up by a murder squad because she feels a little iffy about your intentions. That doesn't appeal to me either. I I don't want to deal with that. Being murdered by some of her relatives when she gets stuck (laughs) on the phone and you're the only 45 people on the bus. You know what I'm saying? Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Mission failed. We'll go next time. Ay, ay, ay. You know, men get lost in the lap trap. I'm coming up with different terminologies. Just, <laughs> I'm writing that down. Fuck that. That's brilliant. Lap trap, right? Women got the lap trap. You know what the lap trap is, right? The lap trap is the lap snap. If she got the lap snap, it's over. 
guys are going to try to impregnate that bitch for sure. But she got she got the lap trap and with the lap trap be is um she has great qualities in the sack with the lap trap. And you know, the lap trap is a wonderful place for a lot of men, but a lot of men get lost in it. They become emotional. They become weak. They become less of a man dealing with these women. And it's funny because women always believe that they bring out the competitiveness of men. And they really don't. They actually weaken men because women never come with solutions. Women always come with problems. And this ain't me being sexist. It's just me being honest. Women are emotional. Women will act a certain way and expect the man that they're with to just figure them out for some reason. Like I said before, I always say there's a lot of things that I do not miss about relationships. And that's one of the things, right? Women are loud and upfront any other time except when they're having a bad day. They can't just say what the fuck they're having a bad day over. But they'll rather just be around you and be all sappy and shit. Get the fuck out of my face. I'm sick of this shit. I mean... What the? <laughs> what the? What's the uh? What's the uh? Mortal Kombat sound effects? Uh, the whoopsie. Get her out of there. Sick and tired of her, man. You know, the women just sit back and complain any fucking way anyway. So it doesn't it doesn't mean nothing. Like for most men, to hear a woman complain about her day would be like a man going on an elevator and not expecting to hear any like shitty jazz music or whatever a fuck uh, a hospital library wherever the fuck you go where you go on the elevator you know there's going to be shitty music okay it's a given their attitudes women's attitudes and it's always it's always amazing to me like i said before you know there was a time where um black women had their own attitude and way of reacting to shit and white women had their own attitude and the way that they reacted to shit. And there was a little bit of a um, difference. Now all these bitches act alike. What the? Why would I deal with a white bitch that's a hood rat? That makes no fucking sense to me. Once again, why would I deal with a Caucasian woman that is from the hood or that is from the projects that has the same, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That has the same vocabulary as those from the hood, from the projects. Why would I deal with a white bitch from the projects? Why would I deal with a vanilla hood rat, a vanilla snow bunny, uh, or um, uh, uh, a snow bunny caucasoid coon? Because that's all these women usually are. Now I've noticed I've known a couple of women like this, white women that are from a more urban environment. So therefore they are influenced by such urban environment. And the problem with them is they actually they 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 are actually the self-haters. They hate themselves, they hate their whiteness. And they want to identify with the black as much as possible, right? 
there's only a few black people that I know that have that same way of thinking towards what they would consider to be white or an attitude or a personality where certain people are able to just put on fronts with people. And I always cringe when, when I see people do it. But if it's somebody you know, right, if somebody you talk to on the regular and you know how y'all communicate, to see them act a completely different way because they're around certain people, it's it's just sickening. So for most of the time, I just stay to myself. The people that I deal with are the people that are used to me talking the way that I'm talking. I've I've I have dedicated myself to spiritual enlightenment, but at the same time, having no filter and being as savage yet sophisticated as possible, okay? Now, I will act up in a little bit, but I'm just prepping for what's to come. It's happened. All of these instances are verifiable. We've gone over them before. Morals, ethics, values, and principles, gentlemen. There it is. Learn how to control your biology. Stay away from them. Now, far be it for me to tell you exactly what to do. My advice to you is to stay away from them. Learn how to control yourself. Stack your fucking green and let them go off and do whatever it is that they're going to do. You see what I'm saying? They're going to die out. They, they don't have a choice. Acting this way, you're killing the human species. If we invent pod babies before we get to that point, oh, right on, cool. Then they can have theirs and we can just raise the proper humans because that's what it's going to be. Hammerhand, the MGTOW monk, going over these funky-ass bitches on female dating strategies and whatnot. And like I said, it's always videos and content creators like Hammerhand talking about these retarded-ass fucking sites like female dating strategies, like I talked about last year, about, about a year ago. These women just don't give a fuck, right? Like, they don't. They don't care about the result of things. And when I mean result, I mean the result being long-term, longevity. Longevity is not in their vocabulary. It's not. So what they want, they want now. They want they want it fast. Right? They change like the weather. They change like their emotions. So their love turns into hate. The snap of a finger. Because that passion that they have to quote unquote love them. In other words, that love is really just the dependency. But then you got to specify what type of dependency. Oh, the woman's used to being taken out. She's used to being taken care of. If the guy's doing that, then sure, yeah, he loves her. I mean, she loves her. She loves him. She loves him at a cost. This is why a lot of guys in the space, a lot of guys will say, um... You know, you're paying for pussy regardless if you're in a relationship or if you're just try if you're just dating a woman trying to fuck. You paying for it regardless. It has been told that in a relationship you would have more 
consistency, but that doesn't end anything for you. You don't, you don't sort of, you don't relax in that position because the moment you relax and she takes control, the relationship's on its way out. Women control the bedroom fun. The women control the sex. Women are gatekeepers of the sex. And men are the gatekeepers and guardians of the relationships. So in this sense, if a guy cheats on a woman in the same way that if a woman cheats on a guy, the relationship should be over. There should be no second chances. There's no such thing as second chances. Um, A lot of guys will have the similar experience when it comes to dating or talking to your ex. Now, there was a time where I was just talking to a lot of my exes, mostly because I it was just an easy, it was easy because I didn't have to talk to anybody new, talk to bitches multiple times. They know what the fucking conversation's about. You know what I'm saying? It's not really much effort, but there is also no new result. It is the same thing, just on repeat. It's watching a movie that you're not you're not even really a fan of, and it's watching it again. It's like watching a movie that you're not really a fan of twice. It's like, ugh. But it kills enough time, right? You may have something to do after you're just trying to kill time, so you'll just watch this old-ass movie. And for me, it was like, all right, I'll deal with this old fucking, this old chick that I used to deal with. Not old as in, you know, age, but an old relationship. And I made the comparison of it being like smoking half of a cigarette, putting the cigarette out, and then going back to that same cigarette a year slash year and a half, or whenever you start talking to the woman again. Right. And then it's even deeper because that cigarette, oh, one guy took a drag off of it. Other guy took a couple drags off of it. Another random guy took a couple drags off of it. And you're just going back for the shorts. Right. You're going back for like the little, you know, the little space before the green line for those who smoke Newports. I'm black. It tastes different. And I don't mean it like the woman in general. I mean it in the comparison of the cigarette. It's a stale taste. It's a familiar taste. Some people will just be glad to have that. Oh, it's a familiar taste. But it's a stale taste. Right? It's something you should have got rid of before you even moved on. But you had put it out for some reason. You know, put it out, leave it out somewhere, whatever. And you may be in need, like, man, I need a cigarette, right? And you find an old pack, and it has that cigarette in it. But it's like a year, it's a year old. Like, it's the year old experience of a relationship that just randomly occurs. You know, the woman will hit you up. You deal, if if you're just going about things and doing it at your own accord, so you're not really fucking with bitches, and you're just on your grind, and you really start making moves, these fucking goofy ass old bitches start hitting you up, and then you just block them. I don't even, I don't even waste time. <clears throat> just block them. Cause really, like, what's the point? You know, a relationship that ended is a relationship that ended. I don't know why women have this obsession with male friends 
it's not just women. It's not just women who sleep with these male friends, but it's the women who believe that sort of the male friend thing isn't an issue. And it's a huge double standard because of a woman seeing that her boyfriend or a guy that she's talking to is hanging out with a woman that in her mind saying, well, she's way more attractive than me. She's way more attractive than me. And she's concerned or she's paranoid or she wants to bug the guy. It's a different, it's a different occasion. It's appalling. It's disgusting. But see, female dating strategies, that's all female dating strategies is. And unfortunately, I do this all the time, but I'm not going to be going through the next video. Because if I go through it, matter of fact, let me see something real quick. I could go through it. Depending the time. Um... Nah, I'll just save it for another episode. It's already like it's eleven minutes, and we're already hour and close to an hour and fourteen minutes in. But I think this is enough. Well, not not officially, but I will be ending this shortly, just to let you know. But I'll go through the night talk video on the next episode. You know, tomorrow's Sunday, so I gotta come up with something for Sunday as well. I may mix things around. Possibly. I may do some political talk here. I may jump into this video later on during nighttime. I don't know yet. Pretty much relaxing right now. It's 9.30 p.m. on the dot. And I'm just smoking this blunt. I got one more blunt left. And I just rolled up the last of my weed. So I got one more blunt left that I'm just saving for tomorrow. And then I got to go through Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday sober. But I don't think it'll be that bad. I just know that I think Wednesday night. If I'm not mistaken, Wednesday night, I can go to the dispensary because I get paid early as fuck at my job for some reason. Well, not early as fuck, but I get paid like the day before. I'll get paid like the day before um, my check officially comes. So I may be able to hit the dispensary Wednesday night. I hope I can. I was so, um, I had uh, bought a pack. I had mentioned this uh, last week or last weekend for that matter. Um, I bought this pack. It was 10 joints and a cigarette pack. I forgot what it was called. I think it was Find. I got from the dispensary and it had some good ass weed in it. And it was a quarter no, it wasn't a quarter. Yeah, it was. It was a quarter, I think. It was 90 bucks. It was a quarter rolled up. And I believe, I don't know how to calculate that, but it was a quarter um, 
rolled into these 10 joints. And I'm going to buy like probably like three of those. I'm going to buy like three packs of that and maybe some flour. I didn't buy enough flour, which is the reason why I'm kind of in panic mode right now. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, the pre-roll packs, the 10 in the pack, excellent, sick, right? That's just on the go. And this ain't, like I bought, I bought pretty much most of, if not all types of joints there. Like I bought this one, I bought these these joints. It's like five joints, but they're like 0.7. But they're like little, they're like midget joints, but they hit. And they're heavy. The shit that I bought, I think it was um I wanna say cake pop, but I can I can be mistaken for something else. But um it was some it was it was something strong though. It was at least at like 24% THC. And I was pretty much stuck. And then one time, which I might I might get back into uh I had like the disposable vape pen. And um they put like three grams, something like that. I had bought it because it was on sale. Plus I ended up having like forty dollars uh credit at the dispensary. So I just used that. I only paid like $22 for this shit. But it was like three grams. Um, and this vape pen had, I forgot, I think it was, a, I want to say Blue Dream. I had Blue Dream. I had bought two, actually. I bought two. This is how crazy it was. I bought two, and I think I only paid like 22 or $24 for it because I had $40 store credit. So I had Blue Dream and I had Pineapple Express. I opened the Pineapple Express one first because I had no weed. I down I downplayed this vape shit to the very end. By the time I took two pulls of this shit, I was stuck in my car for at least five minutes. Like I felt that I couldn't get out of the car. I was that stuck. All right. But... Most of the time, now that I think about it, I don't smoke as much weed as I used to, mostly because I work a lot. And when I get a chance to smoke, if it's not during like break time, which for me, I have like an hour break. Most of the time, I just record anyway. But if I was hungry or if I didn't have any money or if I had to go home real quick, I could just go home. And be back at the place, the workplace, within like 35 minutes at the most. But it's just a hassle sometimes, not having any chronic. But I think this time around, because it's just so early in the fucking morning, most of the time I don't even think about smoking weed. I just have it. So on the way to work, I just smoke. My favorite thing to do in the morning time, my morning ritual would be I would have a cup of iced coffee made by yours truly, heavy cream, coffee creamer, strong Colombian blend coffee, brewed strong, 
That way, when the ice melts, it doesn't really dilute the coffee much because the coffee is so strong. And then the cream, the mix, it has to be heavy cream. You got, you got, you pour some heavy cream and then you pour your coffee creamer, whatever you want. You know, a lot of people, they like the flavorful shit. I don't mind it because you don't got to put as much sugar in it. But you may want to put a little bit of sugar because the heavy cream has a very um, sort of dry, low sugar taste to it. So you got to add some sugar unless you're going to add a lot of coffee creamer. And on the way to work, I have a cup of that and I'm smoking a joint and I'm just driving to work. That's my twist. By the time I get to work, from just how I sleep now, which is actually good, I generally get a great night of sleep because now I know my body understands that, okay, it's 11, it's 12. Okay, I can go to sleep if I want, which I do. But then prepare myself to go to sleep at 10 to wake up at 6 is a little bit difficult when I've been working um, a week before a week before last week. I was working from 2.15 p.m. to 10.15 p.m. So, yeah, still getting used to that. But uh, outside of that, podcasting. Still doing the same same routine. When I get a chance on a break time, um, I'll do. And I've brought up this idea before. I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna actually stick to it. I'm gonna just grab an article, something quick that I can go through, make a couple points about it. I think I did. Um, what I do last time? The uh, dating stats are the married and single, and unmarried people in the United States by states itself, uh, which state had, you know, the highest marriages, the lowest marriages. I think we went through that last time. And I'm going to stick with that vibe going forward. It may be a different article, maybe a different topic, but that's just, you know, trying to keep things uh, spontaneous. Sometimes in some episodes, I play a lot of shorts because there's a lot of shorts that I find you know, useful and entertaining. Fair use, by the way. And shout out to the creators. But sometimes I play like five of them and it's like a total of like four minutes. Sometimes I only play three of them, which is a minute, which is probably like two minutes and 25 seconds maximum. Uh, But I try to, you know, incorporate different things, be a bit more spontaneous. And, uh, you know, all that type of jazz and fly shit. But yeah, 9.38, and I think I'm done for the day. But as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah, with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.